What I do for a living could not be possible 15 years ago. Exactly. What you do for a living maybe was possible, but it would have required so much more work, and maybe it wouldn't come naturally. And I think because you decided to keep that passion going with film, watching movies even while you're studying, and I think biology is one of the hardest things to master. I mean, it was. Yeah, that's yeah. that's not easy. It's it's not an easy major. Yeah. At all. You stick to your guts, and you become, in my opinion, I think this is true, the foremost critic in the country. You are the film critic. People try to be film critics in Lebanon. People, pages come and go. You have, you have uh, so much time under your belt and so many movies, and I, can, I know even when you're not enjoying the movie, you're still giving a fair review. This is not easy. This is yeah. This is exactly why uh, why I do it. Mm. I enjoy bad movies as well. <laughs> not everyone enjoys bad movies. Yeah. yeah. So I don't think <laughs> very few people would pay money. Yeah. To watch willingly a bad movie. This podcast is made possible by the generosity of listeners and viewers like you. Kindly consider a contribution through Patreon or PayPal. Links are in the details box. Any amount is appreciated. And follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. The handle, The Beirut Banyan. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And to stay updated with video releases, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Thanks for listening, and thanks for watching. I'm Rani Shatar. This is the Beirut Banyan. And then you had the movie theater. That's the most important thing. You know, that's where you had so many movie theaters before the arrival of the multiplex. It was just uh, each building had one movie theater or two max. Cinema Hamra, Cinema Piccadilly, Cinema El Dorado, Cinema Colisee, which was such a beautiful building. Today, I think about it in retrospect. Mm. It's funny because I'm remembering it more now emotionally than it used to be back then. Because back then you're just a child, you're just a teenager, you don't remember, you just live things. When you take distance and you travel away and then you grow up and then... Uh, with time, you start thinking in details how that period was significant to the way I am now. Mm. It is so embedded in my psychology. It is the most fundamental part of my upbringing is the war between 75 and 83. I wrote a film about it called West Beirut. But when I think about it today, it's even more significant than when I wrote West Beirut. Four years ago, I reached out to you. And before we started recording, I told you why I reached out to you. It's because I'm a huge fan of your work, but more importantly, you're a defender of what I consider the best Lebanese filmmaker ever, Ziad Dwayri. Um, around that time, I actually went to Paris, and I sat with him in his recording studio. You met him there. Oh, I met okay. him, and he was, uh, <coughs> he let me into his world. And we sat for roughly two hours, and he let me ask him everything. And that moment, I think, the encouragement came, I think, from honest individuals like yourself that defended him when he was being arrested, when he was being treated unfairly by the state, 
being treated unfairly by other film critics. And here's there's there's one gentleman on YouTube. Was it the, between the movie court? I think it was on the movie court actually, where you had him on at least twice, if I'm not mistaken. There were two episodes with him, uh, or maybe one that was chopped into yeah, two. Yeah, it was chopped. Yeah, this is an interesting story, by the way. Well, we're, we're going to dedicate time and time to Ziad's waiting and, and your uh, your your work, but I just need to emphasize this. It's an honor to meet you. I'm trying to play it cool. Thank you. Um, I've been wanting to do this for four years. Yeah, and I know, I know. Two years ago, I reached out again, and you explained why it wasn't the right time, and we're going to get into that as well, maybe a slightly more sensitive topic. But before we get into all that is film and uh, film reviews and your work and your journey, um, do you share that sentiment that, first of all, this is the preeminent Lebanese filmmaker and do you think his his work has sort of guided you on the way or am I being way too nostalgic and way too kind to one person in Lebanese history because <laughs> I wanted to ask you this question all the time for me it feels 100% true but I, I'm curious if you feel that way no, I, 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 I truly believe that Ziad Weire is, uh, is a Lebanese hero when it comes mm. to at least filmmaking uh, and I'm very nostalgic when it comes to West Beirut. Let's put it this way from, from the start. Yeah. This is a movie that I've seen maybe a hundred times. And by the way, last year uh, during COVID, I was doing a few uh, live interviews. Yes, with Omar, uh, and Muhammad, Muhammad uh, Shamas. Shamas. Uh, Shamas. Yes. Shamas. Well, Omar in the movie. Yes, yes. exactly. So I, I reached out to, to Muhammad and he was yeah. really the nicest person you can never meet yeah and uh, he, he he said of course i would love to 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 have a discussion about the movie and we had maybe an hour long uh, live session on yes. instagram and yeah. it's still on my page by the way if anyone uh, wants to to yeah. check it so yeah i'm, I'm very nostalgic uh, when it comes to to west beirut and yeah. i always end up revisiting uh, this movie and uh, when it came time to uh, to interview Ziad Wairi, and this is, this is the other interesting uh, story, uh, it was a time of uh, controversy. Yes. So You were interviewing him just after he was let out. Yeah, so, so, just, yeah. so what happened is, uh, maybe 10 days before the release of the movie, mm. uh, we got invited to uh, watch the first press, mm. entre guillemets, screening right. of, yes. uh, of uh, The Insult. Mm -hmm. um, and I was, this period was weird for me because I was uh, just, I just came back from my uh, honeymoon, entre guillemets, again. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and everything happened so, so, so fast. Yeah. And uh, my partner at the time uh, when we were doing movie court was mm -hmm. uh, Daniel Habib. He, yes. he told me that we were invited to, to see his latest uh, movie. And uh, we went as usually we do it. Yeah. So we go, we watch a movie and we come back. And we film an episode about uh, a mini review about the movie. So that was it for me. So you'd already seen it at that time. Yeah. Before I, the whole controversy. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. We mm. saw it before, the, before he got arrested. Yes. Yeah. So when we came back to his uh, studio, mm. we filmed an episode the way we usually do. Yeah. But we kept it on hold until the release. So, oh, I see. You so, were timing it. Yeah, so we were timing okay. it for, yes. for, for exactly the release. And yeah. when the release came, it was maybe one or two days after the whole uh, thing yes. had happened at the airport. Right. 
So, so when we dropped the review, I guess Ziad was, uh, was maybe, I think he was hurt. And uh, he was going through, uh, you know, what people were saying on social media. And he came across this yeah. positive review of the movie, which had nothing, nothing to do with anything political. So you didn't, you didn't know him personally until I, then? Exactly. I, I oh, had, wow. yeah. I, I just knew that who was Ziad Dwayri because yeah. he, was, he was a legendary director for me. So there was no communication no, 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 with no. him or anything like Absolutely that? Absolutely not. So you're really just a fan. Yeah. Uh, giving an honest review yeah, yeah, yeah. of a movie that we all saw the way he was treated for. Yeah. And also we know now, I think, more about the attack than we need to. <laughs> the other movie that what he was being arrested for... I've never seen the movie, by the way. Never seen no, it? No, no, no. You know, I'll tell you, that, that incident, that's funny, that, that insult to Zia Zuhiri made me watch the attack. Okay. And I think I'd missed it when it came out. I knew about that slight controversy but I didn't pay too much attention to it until he was arrested. But it made me dive deep yeah. into his catalog. I watched uh, Lila Disa. Lila Disa is a very nice movie. Yes, but I think I, I re-watched it because of that moment yeah. too. So I became a bigger fan. Like to be, to be completely honest, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not a political person. So, so genuinely, when we watched the movie, uh, I was just reviewing it as a just film critic yeah someone who loves movies yeah. that's it i had no idea that there was a sort of uh, hurricane coming right you know so what happened is ziad reached out to me on facebook and mm. i uh, really thought this was a scam or yeah. maybe a fake account yeah i had no idea that something it's actually like him <laughs> yeah <exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> why would ziad when he reached out to me i, I was just i'm just doing what, what I usually do, it's not, it's yeah. nothing, you know, I wouldn't call it professional. Yeah. I, I don't call myself a professional, you know, movie. I don't know what you want to call it. I was just doing it for fun. And this is, this is what I, 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 I've always said about, uh, you know, the yeah. things that we did on YouTube and uh, Spotify and uh, the podcast and, yeah. and all that. So, so what happened is uh, Ziad reached out and he said, he told me uh, that hey, please, I, yeah. I, th- I think, I think the way he is very Lebanese. I knew it was going to be something super offensive. <laughs> 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 I would love no normal discussion so excellent so so he was that episode with him happens because he by chance yeah by chance you know I, I, I like that it, it yeah. might be it might be that one of his uh, maybe uh, I don't know consultant I don't mm, know mm. maybe his surroundings they sent him this video to just to tell him that Probably, you know yeah. not everyone is uh, is <laughs> <laughs> talking shit about you. Yeah. So, so you know, Anis, I'm sorry I'm interrupting, but I think you did, the way it's timed, you inspired, I think, a lot of people that were hesitating to defend him, to then really defend him publicly. Yeah. I think I, I, think I leaned on what you did, and I kind of wanted him to know as well. Although I reached out to him to have this episode with him, my first episode, but I think you were the springboard. And I, I owe you that. You you uh, you defended a very talented, honest filmmaker for all the right reasons and more. 
let me let me step away from that that moment and go back to West Beirut because I think that's where the love comes from. Yeah, I'm going to bet it's not so much Lila Disa that you find him to definitely. Be, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's West Beirut. It's West Beirut, and for me, it's the same thing. Uh, something happened today. I was walking from Awal Gymnasium, La Hadid Le Chef. So that like little yeah. Well I see Marin Ula, the steps. It's become almost like uh there's, there's a duality happening to me. I'm seeing my own youth. Okay. Because I know those steps for decades. And then I'm beginning to realize I know those steps from the movie too. And that happened recently where I actually was watching it. I haven't watched it a hundred times like you. I've watched it maybe twenty. 20 is already crazy. I, I, had, I, I had a dubbed version as well. It was Dub? in French. Oh. <laughs> yeah, the, it was dubbed. Well, there was a time they weren't selling it anymore as DVDs. You had to get it burned and you had to... I think I had the dubbed version before I had the DVD. Oh, player. wow. So this okay. was on VHS for sure. Right, okay. Yeah, this, this was on VHS. So really, and and yeah. uh, the, the, weird, the weird thing is that uh, even as a dubbed version, sorry, even the dubbed version had the same uh, actors. Right. Not everyone. Yeah. But uh, for instance, Joseph. Uh, oh, the same voice. The voice. Act? You're kidding yeah. me. Yeah. So so uh, Joseph, uh, the father, Joseph Joseph Nassar. Yes. Yeah. He has a very distinctive voice. Yeah. You you can immediately tell that this is him. Yes. And so he was speaking. In he French. was speaking in French. Yes. Yeah. This is how I remember it. Wow. So yeah. So the first time you watched it was that way? No, or, the no. first time was in, in the cinema, actually. Okay. I, yeah. was, I was 10 or 11. Yeah. It was with my parents. And, uh, you know, it's stuck. It's there, stuck. There's something, it's, I know the movie, its most obvious link is to Zarif, Abdel Eder school, the, the one Lise. that... Lycée. Abdel Eder, yeah. sorry. Uh, you know, let I'm very attached to this. Bac mm. Francais. Uh, yes. We had to do it in Lycée Abdel Adir. So you had to do. So, so when I went to Lycée Abdel Adir, <laughs> I had some form of connection because yes. of that movie. Right. That's hilarious. Which is weird. No, but that—that's actually the. That's exactly what's happening to me. I'm having connections to the movie, but they're not the movie. They're me. Um, I know Wedi Abu Jmil before Solidaire, after the war, uh, and I know that those scenes are now erased for good. There will never be those downtown kind of uh, yeah. brothel-like scenes because they're erased. But there are parts of the city where I'm walking on the Corniche and I see a kid on a bicycle, but uh, it's not the movie, it's my own life. I think what he did was really capture Beirut. He did. And I don't know anyone else who's done it so eloquently. And that is why I find him to be almost on his own. And then learning that it's his own story too was profound to me. I did not know that his uh, connection to Hamra or his connection to really downtown and Ras Beirut uh, sort of bled into the movie. And I did not know that it's his brother acting Rami. until later. Yeah, I did not know. He's a he's a scientist apparently. Oh, he's a scientist, really. Yeah, I, I asked Ziad about his brother. Okay. Uh, he lives in uh, I guess it was in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he's been out of the game maybe since ninety eight. Right. Yeah. So this was his only 
you know, movie. Yeah. Uh, it's strange how somebody who could become so defining for a generation yeah. has been gone for. And he's a, he's in a completely different field. Yeah. Right. And uh, you know, uh, Muhammad Shamas, yes. uh, he's still very connected to this movie. Mm, mm. And every year you see him on social media yes. talking about a few scenes, maybe some yes. memories. Even Al Jazeera at some point did yeah. something with him. They they, they had a small uh, segment about him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's very involved, uh, but he never got the chance to uh, show his uh, skills. Right. Well, yeah, I remember him sharing that he was in an Australian movie or Prisoner. It, uh, uh, some it, uh, it was a small role in an Irish movie. Sorry, Irish. Yeah, yes, it was yeah. an Irish movie. Yeah. I've never seen it. I don't know what uh, what it was actually, mm. but mm. Uh, he told me that it was an Irish movie. And that this happened maybe a few years after West Beirut, and that was it. I see. So after that, he he never got any any other uh, opportunities. Right. Um, and I know that Rula, is, I think that was her name. Uh, I forgot her last name now. Rula, yeah. Um, the the. Uh, the I, I, know, I should remember. I've yeah, seen it the times. <laughs> It's fading from me. It's fading. But I forget, I tend to for, to forget names of of characters. Yes. Yeah. What was her name? No, her real name is Rola. Yeah. Omar uh, or Come on. It'll be embedded in the episode. That's <laughs> the on. advantage of not doing anything live. They're still good friends, by the way. Are they? Rula and Muhammad Chamas. Okay. They're still in contact, but Srami, mm. for some reason, he completely vanished. I would say, yeah. But Rilla, I don't think, has done many. No. She's been out of it, too. No, no. She's, uh, I think I have her on Instagram. She's, really? uh Yeah, she's, uh, she has a family, and uh, okay. maybe she lives a quiet uh, life, yeah. I guess. This is how we, we can call it. Yeah. No, but uh, I am drawn to the movie at, at age 41, and I, I, I now watch it as an older, as an older man. Um... And I think I will keep watching this movie until I die. And I know for a fact that he somehow captured the journey that is repetitive. Uh, we were talking before recording how our parents had us during the Civil War. And then our friends are not having us during Corona. <laughs> yes, exactly. And this kind of ongoing, uh, there's a sadness, but there's also a really tremendously terrific tale. And they're both in the same story. Um, yeah, I, I don't get the chance to talk about him that much on the podcast. So, any Every, chance everyone has a connection with this movie. Yeah, I think uh, you're 41. I'm yes. 35. So, so mm. I don't have vivid memories of the war. Yeah. Uh, but for me, uh, I love the friendship in the movie yes. between Tari Omar. Yeah. You know, despite everything going on uh, in Beirut at the time. Yeah. They. They kept going, you know. They kept going, and it's good to know that uh, Omar and Rula. They're still Hamad going. And Rula, Omar and Rula, yeah. Hamad and Rula. Hamad and Rula are still together. Like friends. another, another Anjad al Balad, مش معقول. I see it this year, Abdul Adir. Yes. The day I was uh, doing my uh, back français, and this year Abdul Adir was the day uh, Samir Asir was uh, murdered. Wow. I think that June third. Uh, if my memory serves me right, third, I think that's right. Yeah, that's 2005. Right. Wow! So you were at school. Doing I was in Lisab the other doing my back, and uh, I don't know how 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 we got the news, uh, but wow. yeah, 
So yeah, nothing much has changed, I guess. No, nothing has changed. Actually, uh, I mean, I don't really, I don't really explain any of this stuff, but why not? We can put them on the table. I used to give storytelling tours of Beirut, and it was a tribute to storytellers that got it right. Yeah. And one of those storytellers, obviously, is Samir Asir. I would end the tour right there at the ledge where his statue is. Um, I was reading a book in Sesin at Chase. I think. Chase. I mean, that's the same day you were taking your exam. Yeah. I, I was, was 18. You were 18? <coughs> I was, I guess, 24 or 23. Uh, reading a book about Beirut. Not his book. Uh, when his car bombing happened not far away. Uh, and I think that assassination pushed me to start giving a tour. It was 17 years ago, but I did that for a long time. Storytellers matter to me. Do you think West Beirut and you watching that movie as a kid is why you're in this field? Or is it much more than that? That that's just one of those many movies on the way? Because the reason I'm asking it this way, um, I don't know anyone who has such an encyclopedia knowledge on every single movie I've never watched. <laughs> and let's talk about movies. I, I, you know, I think about a year ago, I just casually, I'm like, is Anis still at it? In the middle of Corona, yeah. right? in the middle of uh, a very difficult stage for everyone, but also the cinema industry, you were still writing reviews. I'm like, oh, this guy will never stop. So that's real passion. And I like what you said. You don't do it. It's not so much a job, right? But I think it is passion. It's pure passion. It was never a job for yeah. me, at least. Where does it come from? Uh, from my grand grandfather. I see. Uh, from my mother's side. So mm. so not the tablet uh, side. Oh, the other, yeah. <laughs> right. What's the other side? <laughs> uh, his name was uh, Julio Rizal. Oh, wow. Yeah, he has... Uh, Dominican roots, okay. Santo Domingo, so it's uh, wow. the Caribbean. I've never been there, so. Wow. So yeah, his love for movies, uh, you know, <laughs> was very obvious. Hmm. Uh, and uh, when I was very young, I think I was three, maybe. He showed me his uh, my very first movie, and it was uh, a 1940 movie called The Thief of Baghdad. Oh wow! It's a uh, it's you know based on uh, those Arabian Nights uh, stories. Mm, yeah. Magic carpet. Yes. Genie in the bottle. Less sophisticated Lawrence of Arabia. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but but surprisingly, if if you if you look at it now, it's a very uh, avant-garde maybe mm, mm. movie because of the technology that was used. Right. So uh, and it's in color. So this was in 1940. Oh, wow. It was still Limkin. A bit new yeah. to have colors and and movies. Is it is it true? Wizard of Oz is the first. Nineteen thirty nine. Okay, so it's just a few years after. Yeah, just color. one one year. One year. Wow. Yeah. It was uh, very new yeah. to have a full blown, uh, colorful uh, movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, this is this is how it started actually, and uh, after that, uh, he kept showing me movies. You know, when I think about that now, I have so many memories, but it's mostly silent uh, movies. So, Charlie Chaplin, Char- yeah, right. Harold yeah. Lloyd, Buster Keaton. So, you have memories of this as a child? <laughs> yeah. So, your grandfather 
is sitting with you watching movies he enjoys. He enjoys and um, he had uh, he had a actual uh, projector. Oh wow! Uh, with uh, you know 16 or 8 millimeter movies, and you can just wow. project them in the living room, and uh, you would watch just mo- a movie without without a sound. Because yeah. They were anyway. They were silent movies, but you know, no music, no, yeah. no anything. Just. And this is during the war. This is, uh, I would say, maybe uh, early 90s. Okay. So after the war. So really, yeah, but things are yeah. sad. And you're, you're watching movies with yeah, your grandfather. Yeah, watching movies. Could and you, it's, yeah. It's, it's usually, it's usually uh, uh, with the rest of the family, so it's not mm. just me. Yeah. But yeah. I, think, I think he noticed very early on that I was the only one maybe <laughs> interested. Was actually watching. <laughs> <laughs> maybe too interested. Yeah. Can I, can I share something here? I, I don't know how to... I'll say I'll try to tone down the uh, the emotion here. Um, I think these are very innocent and very beautiful, intimate moments that can shape your future. They are, and this Absolutely. sounds so much more uh, rewarding to me. With all due respect to the pharmaceutical industry and somebody who studied biology. Yeah. So how the hell a... did you go from from this lovely <laughs> tale? To spending, was it seven years, eight years, maybe longer? I worked in the pharmaceutical <laughs> industry for seven years. Seven years, you're right. So seven I'm glad I've done my research, yes. Yeah. What the hell were you doing there if you were <laughs> drawn to film? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to put it on you this way, but... This, you, is, this is actually a very... This feels like a therapy session. Oh, because, shit, okay. Because, because I actually discussed this with my therapist. Oh, shit. <laughs> But, but you know, it's it's. <laughs> I'll try to behave. It's no, it's actually really. It's really interesting for mm. for me to to think about all this, the, it, the process. You know, the whole process. Why? To me, and I, I think it's unbiased. I know you. When I hear your name, I think movies. Yeah. Not just movies. I think. Uh, I think actually, uh, marketing and uh, pr- almost like behind the scenes. Yeah. So it's not just. You're not just a guy with a blog. Okay, so this is what I'm doing now, and, and we'll, we'll get to this. Okay, yeah. But uh, I, 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 lo- I enjoyed biology. Let's, mm. let's say I enjoyed biology. Okay. But when you're 18, yeah. you don't have a uh, roadmap. Yeah. At least, at least I didn't. Yeah. You know? I knew I, I, that I liked movies, but uh, I had no idea what to do with movies. That's interesting. This was 2004, 2005. Right. So we didn't maybe have a social media to... Mm. Sometimes social media can be beneficial. Yeah. It can guide you. So there's no curiosity in actually becoming a filmmaker? No. Okay. Uh, n- not a filmmaker. Maybe... I had no idea. Mm. Yeah. I just... I was clueless. Yeah. Let's just put it this way. Mm. So I chose biology because, uh, yeah, I like biology and... <laughs> oh, I like biology... <laughs> And uh, I thought that I might eventually become a pharmacist. And uh, so there was no uh, love lost with film. It's just that you needed to get a career going. Yeah, because because sadly, I think uh, society plays a big role in that. I graduated uh, from LAU in uh, the summer of 2010, mm. and I had <laughs> no roadmap again. Yeah. So my wife who was my girlfriend at the time, yeah. she suggested that uh, a blog. She oh. Told me, yeah, let's start a blog. I had no idea what a blog was. 
Wow. To be completely honest with so you. So she kind of nudged you. Yeah, she she pushed me actually. Yeah. Wow. I think at the time there uh, we had maybe a few blogs in Lebanon. Gino maybe Gino, Gino say, and yeah. Blog Balade. Yes, of course. Naji. Uh, uh, Najib. Najib, Najib, yes. I think this is this is the year that uh, blogs were starting to uh, blossom yeah. maybe and uh, at least in, in Lebanon. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she she pushed me to to uh, create uh, my own blog. She she actually did the whole design and uh, Oh really? Yeah, I could name the bed, yeah. Well no, Haram, you're also years and years of biology and pharmacy. Yeah, I, mean, I, I needed think, some some rest. Yeah. Uh, did, did she have a was she trying to make it reflect you or, or did she have sort of an outline because I, I don't know stories like this really that where the partner kind of just says this is how you do it here's a blog usually there's a well it, it feels like she's really the the uh, the brains behind the blog she's she's very smart mm. she, she saw some something that I never seen actually yeah which was a career Right. Yeah. So uh, this is how, how, how it started. There's moments where I did not know if I wanted to watch a movie and I would stumble on your blog. Uh, I remember there being a YouTube channel. I think it was Hayoka. Hayoka came uh, a few years after, after the blog. Yeah. So, so, so when, when, we, uh, when I launched the, the blog, mm. of course, you need, eventually you need viewers. viewers. Yeah. A viewership. So uh, I had to go full force when it came to social media. Right. So I had a Twitter account, Facebook, yeah. uh, Facebook page, and I think Instagram, maybe it came a few years after that. Mm. But you had to, uh, you know, be active. Yeah. So I became very active on social media. I, I think... Around this time, maybe a year after the blog. I think it's safe to say that probably you don't want to be on social media, but you have to be on social media. You have to be. Yeah. I feel the same way, actually. You have to. I I was really surprised. uh, To be be completely honest, the first year, Mm. maybe two or three people were reading my my blog, which is normal. Yeah. You have to, to be patient when it comes to maybe gaining a few followers Mm. here and there. But after a while, uh, I was surprised to see my followers count maybe on social media growing and growing. And uh, yeah, my wife. <laughs> it's a personal question, but it took me it took me time before I could actually see some money in this kind of self-made pursuit. Were you able to make it a financially sustainable journey? It took. Uh, seven years. Seven years. Seven years. So that's that's a healthy reminder that you should just keep doing it and keep working on it. Because seven years actually is actually, this seems like it's the right amount of time. Yeah. Yeah. You really have to be patient. Yeah. I had a job. I had a day job. So right. this, is, this is where I, where I entered the pharmaceutical industry. Yeah. It was late 2010. I got mm-hmm. my first uh, official job and uh, i was actually worried worried from from the first day uh, how was i going to keep the blog going right because yeah. being a pharmaceutical salesman uh, it requires a lot of uh, driving yeah and energy yeah and you know you have to be on the road all the time right but i still made it a point 
that I needed to have maybe one or two posts every two or three days on the blog. And this is, this is how I stayed consistent. And you felt that there was a growing interest and yeah. you, you never let it go. At first, there was no growing interest. Right, yeah. But by the time the channel... So we kind of mentioned this. Uh, I thought of Movie Court, which I used to watch on, I think it was Hayoka. Hayoka, yeah. yeah. I, really, that is a podcast before podcasts were yeah. video-friendly. This is, this is how I call it, actually. Yeah. So may I ask you, tell me as much as you can, why is that kind of channel not around anymore? Because I know you, you've gone your own route. Yeah. I know that the website... Maybe it's not always being updated, but you kept that going. I miss Movie Court. My eye for Lebanese film came from Movie Court. I don't really have an eye so much for Netflix and uh, Western uh, rom-coms, although you do that very well. My eye, my very biased eye, goes to the Lebanese cinema. And that's why I loved Movie Court. Why, why, did, you stop? why did it stop? Okay, so, so maybe we should start from the beginning. Yeah, let's start from the beginning. Okay, so, so this was a few years after the blog. Yeah. Uh, I was still working in the pharmaceutical industry. Uh, maybe it was my third uh, company, I guess, mm. by 2015. Okay. So this was 2015. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the guys at Heoka, they, they reached out and uh, they asked me if I would be interested in hosting my own uh, uh, show on their up-and-coming uh, channel. Oh, they reached out to you? Yeah. Okay, okay. It was yeah. a brand new channel, mm. and uh, they had a lot of content in mind, which included mm. a movie show, uh, Kasdura. I'm not sure if you've seen that show. I, I used to watch Kasdura. Yeah, it's, but, uh, yeah. it's uh, maybe it, more popular than movies because it's Shabi. Yeah, you know? I mean, yeah. Shabi, yeah, yeah, well said, yes, yeah. I love George Khalaf. He's, yes. a, he's a very funny guy, and yeah. he's a good friend. But hey, to be honest, it's it's different. It's it's not. It's, you had movies and you had Kasdura, which was a totally different. Uh, it's not the right analogy, but Kasdura for me was popcorn. Uh, movie court was a main dish. Yeah. Even though popcorn should belong to movie court, but you know what I'm. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and they had a third show in mind with uh, a guy called Hassan Julien. Oh, I don't know. Hassan Julien was a was, he he was famous for his uh, vines. You oh, yes. Vine? Twitter. Yeah. yeah. So, wow. <laughs> yeah. So, so they, they wanted to give him a platform to just be his uh, mm. silly self. Right. Because so, this was what Vine was all about. Yeah. You know, just so, short. Uh, but they, they were the ones that gave you. Yeah, they gave me the platform. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the deal was to have a weekly, you know, roundup of uh, all the movies mm. playing in cinemas, mm. Mm. which was good for a while. But maybe after a year, we realized that maybe we should focus more on Lebanese cinema. So right. this is how we shifted yes. the show to an entirely uh, different format dedicated to just, you yeah. know, Lebanese movies. And you would bring the directors. I mean, I got to know Dean Lebeke better yeah. from your show. But this yeah. came later on. So, mm. so okay. for, for yeah. a year, yeah, for yeah. a year before the whole Ziad uh, Ziad controversy, mm. uh, um, we there was a movie called Max Max Wanter, and it's really one of the maybe the worst movies you could <laughs> ever watch, Lebanese or you know. <laughs> 
I mean, it's a great title. International movie. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a really interesting movie. So Max Wanter. Max Wanter. It's uh, some friendship between a dog and a. I, I, it's, oh, it's very. I hope one of them was a pet. Yeah, not. Yeah, two. it's a. Yeah. It's a very. I don't know. It's, so 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 what I, we did. I love watching you when you get frustrated over a bad movie and knowing that you watched the whole thing. Yeah, so so, so 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 what happened is yeah. I I dragged the whole Heyoka team to watch this movie, right? Uh, and uh, we wanted to review it eventually. Mm. So this was our first, not the first, but the first official, you know, movie court newly branded. I don't know what you want to call it. Mm. And uh, after we posted the the episode, yeah. uh, we got a lot of uh, surprisingly a lot of views. Mm. Okay. Uh, some of them, uh, some of the feedback was positive, mm. and uh, some was not. Uh, we got a lot of backlash, but this ba- backlash. Yeah, backlash. Why? Because you know, in Lebanon, they don't, they don't want to hear the truth when it comes to. to oh, to, backlash about yeah, from, the, from the movie from, from the people behind the movie. Oh, yeah. right, right. So this is how it goes in Lebanon. Yes, of course. You know, personal. from one simple re- uh, review, yeah. the spotlight is automatically on you. Yeah, right. So this gave us more actually purpose to to keep this going. So I made it a point with Danny, my partner at the mm. time uh, in movie court, to watch every single Lebanese release <laughs> and go back to his place. His studio was in place and shoot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a review. A review. Wow. So so. So yeah, we kept this going for for a year. Yeah, it was before eventually uh, Ziad Wari reached mm-hmm. out, mm-hmm. which is really when it, I think the show really exploded. Yeah, I this is it. this is when it really exploded. Yeah, and uh, this is when my life also completely changed. Mm-hmm. You know, to be able to sit with uh, Ziad Wari, Nadine Labake, yeah, for Adiamin, right? Yeah, you know this, and you you have a way of I know. That it's really about movies and about. I know the focus of the f- of the show is about the actual movie, but you're you're in a way gifted in how friendly you are, and that even if you don't like the movie, <laughs> you're still able to give an honest. There's something refreshingly. It's it's not blunt. You're and I think you're diplomatic with your guests, so you're not you're not embarrassing them. Yeah, um, Danny uh, uh, wasn't. Yeah, that's Danny true. Wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was very. Casson, yes, but but he's likable, so he gets away with it too, in a way. Yeah, he got away with it. I think with Nadine Labaki, it was a bit uh, mm. maybe controversial. Mm. I remember it was Kafir Ka- Nahum, right? That, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, a lot of people had bad experiences with that movie, um, but I liked watching your review. I thought it was fair, and I think she, uh, by now, I think her career is stable enough that she should be able to hear some criticism. Uh, the criticism wasn't from me. Mm. It was maybe from uh, international uh, mm. critics mm. mostly. I yeah. think the ones who saw the movie at Cannes yeah. at yeah. the time, uh, they were a bit harsh. Yeah. Not all of them, maybe a few, few of them. Yeah. So. Uh, so but these yeah. people are coming to you. They're they're willing to be on your show. When you have someone like Ziad Dwayre and you call the next guest and you tell them. I interviewed Yad Wairi. This is an automatic yes. Yeah. I think the only person who said no was... I really wanted to have him. Naeem Halewi. Oh. 
Oh, why did he say no? He just doesn't like to do interviews. Huh. It's, it's not personal. I, we message sometimes on Twitter. Yeah, he's very funny. Yeah, yeah. I actually really miss seeing him around on, hey, on TV. I, and I, I, I just wanted to have him just to talk yeah. about Asal Shi and, right. uh, you know, this old school uh, yes. form format of uh, comedy. Yeah. But, hey, uh, this, is, this is where Anjad, my life completely changed. So you had all these filmmakers and, uh, you know, actors coming to you and uh, yeah. having a chill discussion. I, I never prepared anything. I don't have a sheet with questions. So it was just... Uh, it shows know. how you've actually watched the movie. Yeah. It, it can't, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm actually... They're the ones trying to sell their movie or whatever, talk about it. But I'm actually listening to what you're saying about the movie. The the guest doesn't even need to be there sometimes. But why is it over? Lebanese, why is, yeah, Lebanese movies didn't stop. Yeah, I know so, Corona's bad. I know the market tanked, but it's still... The last... Uh, the last uh, uh, actually, the last episode we did, uh, it was around March of 2019. So this mm. was over mm. three years ago now. Yeah. And it was a round table with uh, Shadi Hanna, Aisham Haddad, yeah. uh, and Jad Bukaram. They were uh, yeah. launching their movie, uh, The Habs. Okay. So this yeah. was uh, the movie version of, of his, uh, you know, uh, show. Yes. So I think this this video got uh, maybe over a hundred thousand views. Wow. But most of the comments were very <laughs> negative. <laughs> because of the. Movie or because, because of the movie, yeah, yeah, but uh, since then a lot has changed. Um, we just drifted apart, I guess, mm. and then uh, COVID came. Mm. But to be completely honest, what really stopped the whole thing, um, they Danny and uh, his crew, they they officially entered the industry. As writers. Oh, you know? okay. So, so they once, became, yeah, yeah. So once yeah. you become part of this industry, it's going to be a bit hard to, you know, yeah. Yeah, keep yeah. a show about criticizing movies going. So that happened while you're in the middle of this This happened journey. around the end of 2019. I so see. So before, before, right, right before the Thaura. And, right. So it wouldn't have made sense to keep going. To I wanted have... to. I wanted to keep to keep things going, but mm. uh, I I understood why we couldn't. I didn't know that. Yeah. So okay. so again, once you you start writing for uh, yeah. the industry, you uh, you can't. You just can't. You know, there's a conflict of interest eventually. And it's writing for the industry you're reviewing. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. I, but this is a silly question, but could you have simply pursued it on your own or found someone else who would step up? Because I, I, I really miss that kind of uh, podcast, and I think it should be there. And it's uh, it's more than an Instagram live experience. You know, was a really uh, I've I've never met him personally, but uh, someone who was really interested in what we were doing, Moin mm. Moin Jabber. Oh yeah, right. And this was way before Sardi. Yeah. We, we always talk, he's a good friend, but uh, yeah, at the time, yeah. uh, there was no Saturday. Right. There was no, maybe, I don't know, there's a lot of podcasts in town now. No, I think everyone has a podcast. Everyone has a podcast. And it's, you, it's easy to, to do it, I guess. But you have 
legacy, and it's my very gentle way of hoping that you, you're good at everything you're doing. I just do miss that, that routine yeah. of being able to hear what you have to say about a movie, not in the written word, and not on Instagram. Something about when you when you spoke to Muhammad from West Beirut, I, I watched it. Uh, but it's Instagram live. It's, it's not a, the same. It's not the same. I want him in the room with yeah, you. Yeah, me too. Me too. I, and yeah, and the I don't know. Maybe it was the uh, the setting was very uh, it was very pleasing. It was comfortable. The table was very all inclusive, and I know that you, Danny may have been a bit. He, he was the bad cop. I was good, the good cop. Yeah, you just need another bad cop as charming <laughs> yeah. as him. I think the thing would take off again. But that's my way of saying I, I watched and I, I loved what you used to do on that channel. Do you think Lebanese film have improved because of reviewers like you? So in other words, there's this focus on them that they have to up their game a bit. Not Ziad Dwayri. For, forget Ziad Dwayri, yeah. And not even Nadine Lebeke. Forget her. Yeah. The, the ones that you introduced us to. To be completely honest, yes. Hmm. Because the movies that we were criticizing, uh, they were made by two giants in the industry, the Falcon Films and Eagle Films. Mm. And uh, I think they're working with Danny now. Oh. So they got him as a writer. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> to they're fix, the ones. <laughs> to fix the mess that's, that they did. Oh my God, that's hilarious. It's, 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 I don't know. Is it, is it, maybe it's not hilarious. It's uh, maybe, uh. I mean, it's hilarious in that how small this country is. Yeah. The guy criticizing them works exactly. for them. Because they needed someone who, who knew yeah. how to do it. And I think Danny knew how to do it. So you not only... <laughs> Danny, the by, the, by the way, the, the guys <laughs> at Hioka, they're all... Uh, they have a degree in, in writing and mm, they, mm. they actually studied it. Yeah. So this is why they had this uh, maybe opportunity to... To actually do it. Right. With the same people that we were criticizing. Yeah. This is the funny part. But maybe they improved because of <laughs> of this. Yeah. You know? I'd like to think so. Even if I got a lot of messages from these people. And I have a few messages on Facebook. They were really harsh. Harsh in that you're being too unfair to yeah, them yeah that I'm being unfair to their movies and my movie is good you're just yeah. not a not a, <laughs> yeah you know that's not I, credible enough but I think that's part of the social media experience I stopped even looking at what people I'm fine with it yeah I'm fine with it yeah uh, but to answer your question um, during COVID we uh, isolation yeah wasn't an easy time you know mm. so when i when i decided to have these instagram live i think i think i did it for maybe 10 weeks so i have a maybe yeah. 10 mm. 10 guests mm. one every week yeah uh, i wanted to take it to the next level which was a podcast right but then uh, anxiety and depression came along i would think a person like you would be at his prime but that may not be the case. This is this is what I thought at first. Yeah. I thought this was my playground. Yeah. Uh, and I even made a joke about this maybe at the start of the pandemic. Mm. Introverts are going to enjoy their time from now on. Yeah. And uh, 
It wasn't the case. It wasn't the case. It wasn't the case at all. So maybe the first few months, uh, I was doing fine, mm. you know, enjoying a few stuff that I missed out on. Yeah. Some series maybe that uh, I would never watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you realize that uh, you might be jobless for a long time. Because at this time, mm. at this time, I, I quit the, indus- the pharmaceutical industry around 2017. Okay. And I, uh, I started working with distributors locally in Lebanon, mm. promoting their movies, you know, mm-hmm. and just being active with them. It's all before uh, sabotage the stream. Yeah, this was in 2017. 2000, this okay, is when yeah. I started to, to have an income, yeah. if you want, from everything that came before it. Yeah. So this is when I started to reach my goal. Let's let's go like that. So two years before the protest. This was two years before the revolution. Two maybe three years. And and roughly three years before the pandemic. Before the pandemic. So things are moving in at least the right direction for you. Yeah. Okay. And it was doing very well. Mm. We had a lot of uh, budget for this market. Yeah. And uh, when there's a lot of budget, there's also a budget for me. Personally, yeah, I right. was doing it as a freelancer. I mm. wasn't, mm. you know, fully committed to uh, to one distributor or the, or the other. So yeah. I was maybe uh, doing one project for this, another project for that. And it was going fine mm. until the revolution. Well, I had COVID. So when when uh, happened, uh, Suddenly, no one was interested in cinemas anymore and yeah. going to the cinemas. Right. And uh, the story was on the streets rather than yeah, on the screen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And we were all on the streets anyway, so I was part of the, the, yeah. the Saura. Mm. But uh, we all thought that at some point, maybe around January, February, things would uh, go back to normal. Yeah. And March came and everything just shut down. Yeah. And like I said, I was fine with it for a few months. I never expected to, uh, you know, <laughs> for it to go this long. <laughs> and when when everything sort of reopened around 2021, this was summer 2021. Oh, after the blast. After yeah, yeah this was this yeah. was a year and a half after COVID. Yes, yeah. So so uh, summer of 2021, uh, cinemas reopened everywhere. And uh, even in Lebanon, mm. but this is where I also realized that there, there was no place for me anymore. Oh, because no one was interested in uh, spending any budget for, for this market. No one interested in you, meaning no interest in me being a part of uh, yeah, uh, you know, promoting movies, uh, being the voice of uh, upcoming films, doing premieres. You know, is that mostly to do with the bigger chains, not? reaching out or is it's it not that it's no. just it's it's simply put the market the market no one was interested in spending any budget on this this particular market anymore you know i i think i've never thought of it in a way that there could be a permanent consequence to corona beyond the stuff that we know in terms of we all live through this very, very strange, isolating, uh, economically crippling moment that dragged on and on and on. But I would have never imagined the cinema industry being, uh, 
permanently damaged. Yeah. In my mind, I used to think that it was more home entertainment or the biggest curse of our lives, which is this thing. We can watch whatever we want. I was actually watching interviews with you. I was actually re-watching Movie Court on my phone. That's fine, but imagine watching West Beirut on your, film, on your yeah. phone today. It's a sin, but we do it. We actually do it. So I thought that would be the end long term. But I wouldn't think Corona would send people, would turn people away from the cinema long term. I thought it would just bounce back. It did, even, even uh, in the States mm. and in Europe. Mm. It was a huge crash. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, this is what happened to me personally. And I was at a crossroad at this time. Mm. I realized that uh, maybe there wasn't any place for me in this industry, at least locally. Yeah. So I had to look elsewhere. I remember you online looking elsewhere. Yeah. And you were very open on Twitter. I never really wanted to bother you, but I did message you two years ago. I think this was the time you told me, maybe it's less than two years ago. You told me now is not the right time. This was actually uh, um, maybe around October last year. Oh, okay, October last year. Sorry, yes. This but is this is this is when my anxiety was at its peak. I saw you sharing. I looked at your thread up and down yeah. afterwards, and I realized that oh yeah, there is something going on. You I were, felt the need to. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you were being open. To, to be yeah. Could you go down? I know this is not film specific but it's a film reviewer opening up about their personal lives you're not reviewing other people's work now you're reviewing your own life online uh, what in the last year took you out of that extreme discomfort yeah. into being able to be public again because it's a short window yeah but there's a strong uh, uh, victory here yeah that you came out on the better side so there's, as much as you can say there's a will there's a will. Yeah. This is how it starts, usually. Mm. But for a long time, at least a year uh, in isolation, uh, I was beginning to lose interest in everything. Mm. And this includes movies. So movies were always a source of uh, escapism, yeah. at least uh, to me. And they weren't anymore. Yeah. Because I, I, I wasn't able to enjoy anything. Mm. This is when you realize that maybe there's something of... Even the movies you enjoyed watching yeah. before you were not enjoying. Nothing. Yeah. No music, no movies. Mm. Uh, nothing, nothing. Just, yeah. you know. Anxiety took over. I was fully dedicated to, to anxiety and giving it my full you know, focus. And this is, this is how, how, how it uh, gets worse. What does that mean, giving it... I've never heard anyone say it this way. Giving anxiety, it's... What I learned is anxiety uh, loves attention. <laughs> These are words of wisdom. Yeah. I didn't... It's yeah. actually true. Huh. So, when you're an anxious person, anxiety wants you to stay focused on anxiety. That's, that's great. Just to, to keep you in the loop. And, and it's a loop, endless loop of overthinking, hmm. fear... And we were isolated for a long time. So you had, you had isolation, you had fear, you had economic crisis, you yeah. had uh, the blast, you had all these triggers. It's very, I think, normal, I would say, to eventually feel like shit. Yeah. 
so yeah I, and and unemployment as well so for me it was this uh, fear of the future did any of this stuff surface in those years that were leading to uh, 2017 when you're actually your career is taking off did any of these things sort of come out in ways you maybe now looking back you're like oh that that that's there I was always an anxious person mm, okay so yeah to yeah. be completely open I had my first panic attack at 16. Okay, yeah. But so there, there was something already. There was something, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it wasn't, you know, extreme, I would say, mm. or maybe serious. Yeah. You learn to navigate through it, I guess. Yeah. But last year, when you reached out... Uh, <laughs> uh, I was... Tears out, Tears out, and Tears Then this this was, this was a turning point lately. In October 2021, I decided to get help. And everyone has their own personal journey, but for me, it was a combination of three things: mostly therapy, and I got a job. Right. Yeah. So uh, I took ten step ten steps back, just to look at the bigger picture. I know they're not the same story. Yours is far more, uh, I think, serious than mine. Uh, I spent roughly a year locked in an apartment in New York, and Corona really hit New York hard. I know. I mean, I th this was real isolation. Um, I was alone, and r for almost a year, all I did was either record episodes or watch movies that made sense to me somehow. Going back in time, going even to watch Citizen Kane. Citizen Kane, yeah. And I know that I can say that to you because you know Citizen Kane. <laughs> I don't know any other friend who's ever watched it. Or for that matter, re-watching movies that made an impact on my life. I went through Stanley Kubrick's catalog. Uh, I went through Steven Spielberg's worst movies <laughs> and his best ones. Uh, I was trying to really understand Quentin Tarantino, I escaped my misery uh, through, through film. Yeah. But it's quite important to remember that if that's what you do day in, day out, the escape may not make sense because that is your work. Yeah. So I, I, I mean, it's great hearing this from you that it can be both. It can be an escape, but it can also be paralysis. Speaking of Citizen Kane, by the way, uh, when I realized that something was off with me, you know, when it came to anxiety and depression, I was watching Mank. Have you seen Mank? No. So Mank, it's on Netflix, by the way. It's a movie about the making of Citizen Kane. Oh, so, wow. So, okay. so how it came yes. to be, you know? Yeah. Uh, and I couldn't enjoy it. Mm. It's a great movie, mm. but I wasn't comfortable. Yeah. So to be in a comfortable position and not being actually comfortable yeah this is when you realize that uh, maybe there's something going on you were able to get help on your own though you were able to do this without um, you took that decision i took that decision yeah that's that's quite courageous i don't think yeah. most people can and i think i think uh, not yeah not many people do it yeah So yeah, I got some help. Mm. It's time to uh, 
change a few things yeah. and see how it goes. You found employment and you're better than you were before. I know that. Uh, we're going to get into that. But is there a reality that you're not the same person you were five years ago, that your life has changed not because you wanted it to, but because cinema culture has changed? Cinema culture did change, actually. As you said, uh, now we have streaming platforms, you have a lot of content online. Mm. And uh, what I noticed is that you need a big product in cinemas to push people to go to the cinema. Yeah. So you need something really big, yeah. you know, like superhero movies, yeah. maybe a Christopher Nolan movie. Right. Or Quentin Tarantino. Or Tarantino. Yeah. You, you, need, you need a big product. Mm. Uh, ten years ago, we would go and watch anything. Yeah. You don't have Netflix. Now you have Netflix. You have Disney Plus. You have uh, Paramount Plus. Yeah. You have uh, even OSN. They have a lot of HBO content. Yeah. So uh, the culture changed for sure. But uh, when I got a job, it was actually a marketing position for the KSA market with Empire Cinemas. Oh. So Empire Cinemas, which is the oldest cinema in Lebanon mm. was founded in 1919 wow. so that's over uh, 100 years old wow. uh, they saw an opportunity to uh, expand mm. in KSA because KSA was still a virgin market yeah. when it came to cinemas right so pre-2018 zero cinema in uh, KSA post-2018 you have maybe five six change chains uh, Operating. So it went from a virgin market to a slutty market overnight. If you want. <laughs> yes. Uh, and they wanted me to be a part of it. Yeah. Overnight. And it's a marketing position. I've never worked in marketing. I'm just a guy who knows a bit about movies. But, and I, yeah. I guess they needed someone with mm. some sort of knowledge yes. about movies, about, uh, you know, not specifically the market itself. Yeah. But uh, maybe I'm beneficial to them, maybe? I don't know. But this this is where you want to be professionally? Yeah. Good. This okay. was, I wouldn't say the ultimate goal, but this this was one of one of my goals. Yeah. To be able to have a full-time job within this uh, interesting industry, mm-hmm. especially in a market like KSA. It's a very interesting market. It's new. You don't have to be there to do this. Uh, I I visit from time to time. Okay, okay, but you can still live here and for now. For now, yeah. Yeah, I just I, I, I take it day by day. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because also of you know therapy and all of that. Yeah. So I learned to take things day by day. At least, at least for now. No, I can I can I, I can't plan so far ahead. Yeah. Maybe we'll have another pandemic. Who knows. Please la. Please la. No, but I, I say it selfishly because I don't know why. I, I want someone like you to always be here and work remotely whenever you need to. But uh, I, I personally want life the way it existed five years ago to at least be available. It's enough. easy to feel let down. Yeah. At least. Yeah. Uh, you feel disappointed. You feel frustrated. And I was frustrated. Yeah. You know, this market overnight is completely gone. Yeah. And yet, overnight. Overnight. Yeah. A day before 17, uh, October 17, we were having a big premiere for a movie. The next day, this was it. 
اي دونت بليم ذا ثورة ما خص ثورة او شيء اتس جاست داينامكس تبع البلد يعني اتس ايفريثينج تشينجد But in your position now, what would that dream job be if you could create it here? Would it be going back to who you were five years ago? No. No. Okay. I'm happy where I am now. Okay. I'm, I'm really enjoying what I do. Yeah. And I'm passionate about it. Yeah. Super energetic, surprisingly. Mm. And I, I had none of that when I was working in the pharmaceutical industry. Okay. So I'm willing to work nine to five. <laughs> yes. <laughs> sometimes six, seven, eight. Yeah. Maybe yeah, you have maybe a... Maybe more, a, yeah. Yeah, it's, for me, it's, uh, it's fun. It never feels like a job, you know? That's important. Actually, it's I like that important. you say that. It's very important. You have that also, you know what it's like to be in the pharmaceutical industry. And you know that it wasn't for me. I, I'm, not, uh, I'm not criticizing the industry. as I have a lot of friends who, who make money from it, so good for them. This is maybe their passion. But for me, it, it, I, I never felt like I, I belonged I met too many people that work for Medtronic. Yeah. Before it scaled down, yeah. they were all miserable. <laughs> so I think... Probably. I think you're fine. Probably. Given what they've been through, it's you're going It's right. a harsh industry. You have uh, Target and uh, yeah. it's very competitive. And there's a lot of corruption within uh, the medical uh, field. It's a documentary alone. It's I was going to say, somebody should do that because... Well, maybe they have already, but... Uh, خلوني على جوم علوف هلا وبيغطوا لي وجهي انا كنت اشتغل انا كنت اشتغل بال مع الادويه بس بس بدنا فلتر على صوتك كمان يو نو هيك بجرب اعمل هيك فلتر اي ام كوايت بايست ان ماي ماي بيرسونال فيفورتس وين ات كمز تو دايركتورز تو مي ذير ذير ناتشرال اي مين اي ستيل ثينك ستانلي كوبريك ديسبايت هيز نوت بينج اراوند فور 20 ييرز Uh, I think he is the best filmmaker of all time. It's a personal take, and I think uh, he's a very diverse uh, filmmaker. Diverse, and uh, I can watch his movies hundreds of times. Uh, his movies are very diverse. Yeah. Yeah, and I still I see things I didn't see before. Uh, Stanley Kubrick stands out. Uh, my current favorite director, who's alive, is Quentin Tarantino. Even though he's not to everyone's liking, um, I still think in terms of the written. Uh, the, the, script, the script writing, he's a phenomenon. Um, Wes yeah. Anderson is someone Anderson. I love. Uh, he does, I wish he would make more movies. He's quite slow in his output. I feel, yeah, I feel his movies take a lot of, uh, a lot of his time. Yeah. You know, creatively and yes. uh, production-wise, post-production. Yeah. There's a lot of details. A lot of details. He's, and he's married to a Lebanese wife. Maybe that takes up half. Ah, of, yes? Yes. Juliana... Juman, her last name escapes me. I think they're... They, is she in the industry? I mean? I think, like Ziad Dwayde and what, what was her name? Uh, Joelle Touma. Joelle Touma. Uh, she I was think, a writer. Yeah, I think they have a Probably professional like, relationship. Uh, Wes Anderson is a very special guy. Special guy. But uh, I'm stubborn because I still think of them. And I, I, those are the movies I want to see in the cinema. Jurassic Park... 3D, whatever, I'll never go. Uh, I watched Jurassic World Dominion, the last one. In KSA, I was in KSA back yeah. in June. Yeah. It was a full house. Full house. So you have around maybe 300 people watching Jurassic World. It's a, it's a horrible movie. Okay, good. I'm glad you're saying that. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's one of those sequels, you know, yeah. 
guys, it's over. <laughs> I don't care about Vin Diesel and the Fast and the Furious or whatever. I don't care about those movies. Eh, um, you need you need some you need more filmmakers like Wes Anderson. Yeah, like Tarantino. But it's hard to come by. But are those the way cinema will stay relevant? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So they need to still be around. Yeah, I I agree. There's yeah. a lot of filmmakers, up and coming filmmakers that are trying to do something mm. uh, uh, you know original let's call it like that yeah and there's a production house actually called a24 mm. uh, and they're doing a lot of uh, interesting movies uh, mostly horror oh really yeah okay, they're maybe reinventing the the genre the genre of, yeah. of horror yeah there's a few movies have you seen midsummer no This is a very interesting horror movie. You have to see it. I think it's on Netflix. Okay. But Sanjad, you have to be in the mood for this. Well, yeah. It's very... I don't have to... I, I don't... I figure out how to describe this yeah. movie, but it's... It's different. When I tell you I canceled my Netflix account, what is your reaction? I don't blame you. Okay, thank you. I don't blame you. You're the film enthusiast. Since you don't blame me, you know what I'm talking about. Where do I go? I, I mean, I, I don't know anymore. Okay, so, so to guide you through this, Ochi yeah. on Netflix, they have a few great productions, like mm. The Crown, for instance. Yeah. And the new season is out today, by the way. So yeah, they, they have their own, mm. you know, big productions, but mostly they're generic movies, generic series. Yeah. So if if you really want the quality content, you have to go for uh, HBO. Yeah. And HBO is available on OSN Plus. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you need an OSN Plus uh, account. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's I don't know eight nine dollars per month. Yeah. Something and like you that. get all the HBO yeah. uh, content, and they're really good. And HBO of it's not I mean it's everything. So it's the series, series it's the movies, movies. everything. Yeah. 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 Uh, so that's that's your that's where you would go. Th- this yeah. is where I would go. Uh, I have an Apple subscription mm. as well. Okay. They have a lot of good series, mm. but not enough. Yeah. So maybe they have maybe ten series right now, but mm. no, guys, but I, not content yet. But I tried. I really tried. I couldn't get into it. Will Ferrell and his uh, hey, psychiatrist. The, the, uh, the shrink next door. The shrink next door. It just it never landed. John Stewart is not appealing uh, on this platform. So, um, uh, that, that TV anchor with the, what's his name, the guy from The Daily Show who's now his own. Uh, uh, what's his name? <laughs> <laughs> This is really bad. The guy, Miss John, John Oliver, <laughs> the, um, <laughs> Steve Carell. Steve Carell, yeah. yes. I, I tried. I, I can't. I can't. And uh, Steve Carell, I'm the LED office of us. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Uh, like you have you have good content coming on on Disney Plus surprisingly I know they have a lot of content from Hulu uh, Hulu apparently they have a lot of good series mm-hmm. and when you watch a Hulu series you know that at least it would be decent yeah so yeah. one of the series that I watched recently was called uh, Dope Sick oh I've heard of yeah, that. yeah it has Michael Keaton right yeah Uh, and it's about a scandal that happened in the States in the late 90s. Mm. This drug called OxyContin. Yes, exactly. And it became a... The family that uh, invested and made that, yeah. 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 So, so uh, I, I relate a bit to this series because I was a pharmaceutical salesman. Right. And the company who made this drug, they... Uh, 
<laughs> they just sold lies to their medical representatives and the medical representatives they sold lies to the doctors and yeah. doctors were prescribing it right. to uh, patients who were in pain and apparently the drug was very addictive and they became addicted to this drug yeah it's a whole different word yeah. So yeah, this is Masala. For instance, this is a really good series. And that's it's on, a limited series. That's on Disney. Is that this is on Disney Plus. Disney Plus. Okay. Because they get a lot of content from Hulu on their platforms. Right. So it's not just uh, you know Marvel and uh, animated movies. Yeah. On Disney Plus. There's yeah. a lot of good stuff. So that those subscriptions are worth. Paying it's five dollars on Disney Plus. Okay. Yeah. So I think it's fair. Yeah. No, I mean I'm glad you agree with not agree but. You sympathize with why I'm out of Netflix. That's that's normal. I prefer YouTube. Yeah. I I, I can't. I got lost and I. It's a waste of time. There's a lot of content on YouTube, podcasts. You know. YouTube is great, but actually, I pay for you. I pay for the premium. Okay. I don't pay for anything else right now. Okay. So this is what you love. It's what I love. Yeah. And I don't like commercials. Uh, Netflix. I couldn't justify it. I just couldn't. In- they launched a new, uh, a new uh, plan now. So you pay oh. six dollars a month, but you get ads. With Netflix. With Netflix. Gosh. Instead of paying eleven or twelve dollars. What's the point of paying if you're getting ads? Yeah. You know. I hate ads. This has no satisfaction to me. No. Okay, so I personally think uh, the storytelling format uh, just dies with this phone. And the social media format makes it impossible. And we're seconds and seconds and seconds, rather than usually two hours for a decent film. And I think that kind of constant irritation is driving us insane. Is there any way to counterbalance that? As somebody who's spending a lot of time trying to I'm going to guess you have to focus on the film. You can't just be on Instagram and Twitter. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. How do you counterbalance counterbalance that effectively? I don't know how. Uh, This is a very good question, actually. Uh, For your mental health, but also for professional reasons and for for helping this this culture persist, which is patience and satisfaction. I try as much as possible when I'm watching a movie not to Hmm. check anything. Yeah. But you know what the problem is? You get a lot of messages from people who expect maybe a fast reply from you. Sometimes it's work, sometimes it's family. And if you disappear for five to ten minutes without a reply, they... You're dead. نحن نحن عندنا 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 كولكتيف انزايتي سبيشلي يوم لبنان yeah. we have it اذا ما حدا رد عليك بعد خمس دقائق 10 دقائق خلص you expect the worst yeah exactly for some reason But is there a way to actually balance that because I, I don't know it's not easy i, I get so easy. frustrated when i'm watching a movie unfortunately on my laptop uh, and the, the friend i'm watching is just posting online messages yeah. or whatever checking instagram I, I will never say anything. But what I want to say is just put your phone away. Yeah, put your phone away. Enjoy the movie, Khaya. It's Enjoy. two hours. Yeah. But then, as you said, it's good for your mental health. Yeah. This is very important. I want to therapy. One of, actually, the first thing, with a therapist, at least for one month, not to news outlets. Hmm. 
ما تقرا شيء وحتشوف انه انت لحالك شوي شوي حتصير بعيد عن النيجاتيف اي جس So the therapist is telling you disconnect. Yeah. Yeah. I'll disconnect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to do it for a while. Yeah. At least at first, I couldn't. I can't feel anything. Yeah. Anything would trigger me. استقبل هذا واستقبل هذا خي حلاني خلص راسي راح يمج. Oh, you mean politics was politics? Yeah, politics. Politics and أوضاع المعيشية خي كمان هم لبنان إنه ساعة الدولار صار 40000 ساعة شو بعرف البنوك مسكرة ساعة ما فيك yeah. تسحب مصريتك ساعة ما فيك كهرباء اتس ايزي تو بي تريجرد سو اي هاد تو تيك ستيب باك حتى ثرو سوشيال ميديا وهلا اي تراي از ماتش از بوسيبل تو بيكوز ام فيلينج جود ناو اي ستيل تراي تو ستي اواي از ماتش از بوسيبل اي سي سو يو برو اكتفلي تراين تراين بت يو كيبينج ذات ساتسفاكشن يو جيت فروم بينج بيشنت by just watching the listening to the news maybe once a day instead yeah, of once a day 20 times or 50 or whatever oh it's not overdoing it yeah so not overdoing it i i found i mean i other hobbies uh, i'm playing music again mm, yeah so i'm back to uh, something that i was doing maybe two decades ago yeah that's good so you so you have that creative output yeah it's uh Right. Just by doing something that you enjoy doing. Yeah. Do you think series, streaming series, are as profound as the best movies of all time? Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul, The Crown. There's uh, a lot of lot of great series, mm. uh, including The Crown, Breaking Bad, I Am a Canada, Twenty Four. Twenty Four, yes. Those were entertaining, but hella, يعني, since since the pandemic, okay. Anna, I made it a point to be more involved uh, with series. Mm. I have to be uh, up to date. Not all the but at least you know a few key series that you have to see. And yeah. I realized that there's a lot of great content uh, being put mm. in these series at least with limited series as well uh, this is what i was yeah limited yeah. series limited yeah. series yeah you have you have a you have an eight episode yes uh, limited series right. beginning and this is perfect for me not a game of thrones that ends no, in no. catastrophe yeah. exactly yeah yeah <laughs> You have years of investment of the ending uh, super disappointing. And the book's not even done, you know? Exactly. So, so <laughs> but my, my latest uh, revelation, uh, no, I still prefer movies. Me too. So when I, when I came yeah. back, when I went to the movies again, and Jana actually, there's no COVID fear. I go at least once a week to the movies. The same way I used to do when I was younger, and I realized that I enjoy the movie-going experience more than series. This is my opinion, Yanni. Your opinion is shared because I think, uh, at the end of the day, you can't watch The Wire in a cinema. Yeah, I miss the cinema. Cinema experience. Yeah. My uh, first, the first movie I fell in love with was Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction with my parents. That wanted to leave because of the violence, the blood. the blood. 
and me wanting to stay and in Cinema Vendome, which is where the weird uh, tower now the stairs are there but the cinema's gone you know what i'm talking about cinema vento انت 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 جامعات بيروت نحن كنا ساكنين بكسر وين انا انا my memories هن لا سيتي اوه اي ريمبر لا سيتي لا سيتي اسباس اس باس سينما اسباس 2000 yeah this was this was empire cinemas by the way right right and planet and we had a very small cinema called cinema casleek simply cinema casleek i did the porno film لا لا it was it was it was It was a very small uh, cinema, uh, but uh, I have a lot of memories there. Me too. So I, the yeah. same way that you do. I actually, it's funny, Kaslik is where I used to go as a teenager because the cinemas of Beirut were not really, I mean, Cinema Al-Hamra was a erotic cinema. It's yeah, it's still there. I think I think I think بيحطوا هيك قصص sometimes so. I watch شوف بشوف بوسترز مثلا لبروس لي yeah yeah بس I guess بتفوت بيطلع لك شيء ثاني بيطلع بروس لي no but even I mean bliss was run down and that cinema dem AUB was a porno cinema the, the, the cinema culture had already gone to those uh, The, the what do they call multiplex cinemas once صار في شيء اسمه مولز بلبنان at least ما بقى في interest بالسينما يلي برات المول كنت بندوم which was in the middle of مارم خير was still running and I saw my favorite movie probably of all time Pulp Fiction Pulp Fiction in that cinema and to me you have to be it's a shared experience yeah. it's not isolating series are isolating yeah Movies to me, the way they're meant to be, you have to experience them with the yes. people, and you have to hear people laughing the way you would hear. It yeah, it has to be public enough. What you're saying is very very true. My favorite memory is, Sam, uh, we're watching Dark Knight mm. in 2008. Yes. Yeah, the Full House. Yeah, and everyone, you know, just going crazy. Yeah. Uh, Another example is uh, Cheering Batman. Cheering. Yes. <laughs> Return of the King. Return of the King. There's, there's one scene between Frodo in the cave and there's a giant spider. Uh-huh. <laughs> <تصفيق> او مثلا شو في غير في مثلا هيك عن جد كانت الاكسبيرينس مع عالم مخيف يعني انسبشن مثلا كريستوفر نولان هذا كان انتريستينج اكسبيرينس يا او بيبل وير وير يو فيلت ات بيبل هاد نيفر سين سمثينغ لايك ذس ذيرز ا فورم اوف كونكشن اي ثينك وي توك فور جرانتد يا ات ليست اي ديت اي ثينك ذا انترنت سمارت فونز كورونا جست ذا واي ذا وورلد فانكشنز توداي It has detached us too much from that. Yeah, this is what this is why I enjoyed uh, watching Jurassic World uh, in KSA with mm. the Full House, regardless. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, the experience is nice. Yeah, it's the experience. This is it. The experience. Well said. I shared it already. Pulp Fiction is my favorite movie. Now that that seems like a silly one to choose, but I love it because. It's not a chronological story, the way we understand storytelling. 
he found a new way. Tarantino developed a new method of how to deliver 10 stories at once. And he kind of started it with Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. But he really Master mastered it in Pulp, Pulp Fiction. And when I think of the synergy between music, uh, cinematography, uh, I love John Travolta because of that movie, not because of Grease or Saturday Night Fever. Uh, it's everything that you want in, a, in the perfect script. And he delivered it. And for me, it stands the test of time. Pulp Fiction is a masterpiece. Uh, if I had to ask you the same question, what is your favorite movie? This is a very broad question. Mm. I think I have a favorite movie every month. Hasab al-Mood. Hasab al-Mood. One of my ultimate favorite movies is Alfred Hitchcock's Vertigo, mm. I would say. Mm. I love Hitchcock movies. You won't believe this, but I actually wrote Alfred Hitchcock for you right here. Really? It's right here, actually. I was going to ask you of the three, Hitchcock, Kubrick, or Spielberg, and you went Hitchcock. Personally, it's Hitchcock. Yeah. I think I always enjoy coming, going back to to his movies. Hmm. And he's made a lot, like 54 Hitchcock movies. Not all of them are great. But you have a bunch of really timeless yeah. movies, and Vertigo is one of them. Vertigo, you know, I, I know The Birds because I watched that movie way too many times. Vertigo, I think I saw when I was a kid. I never, I'm going to watch it again. You have, you have to see it again. Yeah. It's, uh, as you said with uh, Pulp Fiction, yeah. it's a combination of cinematography, mm. a nice twist, yeah. you know, the pace of the movie. It's yeah. very mesmerizing. And it's one of Martin Scorsese's favorite movies. Really? And Scorsese is also one of my favorite filmmakers. There you go. I love so, his movies. How about then a more technical question? Maybe not your favorite movie, but what you think is the best movie made? Best movie made? Yeah, so it's not necessarily your favorite movie, but you could say that is the best movie ever produced. It, it may sound uh, maybe generic, mm. but I think that... Uh, the Godfather yeah at least the first two movies mm. they're perfect movies yeah they're not necessarily my favorite movies of all time yeah but I think that both of these movies are perfect mm. this is my opinion yeah and it may sound generic because everyone knows The Godfather and I've seen a lot of you know similar movies yeah Goodfellas is a, is a good example right also Scorsese Scorsese right? yeah yeah, yeah. So it, I like that you you acknowledge they're not your favorite movies, but you could say they're the best, the, or among uh, the best. Yeah, definitely among the best. As somebody who doesn't have the knowledge you do, I would say 2001 Space Odyssey. 2001 also. Yeah. You uh, love Kubrick. I love Kubrick, and I think he's that story ends with where we are right now. Yeah. This transformation with technology that has driven us crazy. But also brought us together. I wouldn't know about you had you not used social media, had you not used your blog 12 years ago, had you not been open about your own journey recently, um, and that you succeeded, you overcame something personal, and that you're still involved in this industry in a slightly different way. I'm happy that you're still here, and I'm happy you're able to do what you love doing from this country. If you have to leave one day, um, I hope you return. Uh, this is an honor for me. Second, second to Ziad Dwayne. 
Uh, I've been looking forward to this episode for a long, long time. This is a huge statement. Thank you. I mean it. <laughs> I mean it. I've met, I've met hundreds. I've had hundreds of episodes, hundreds of discussions. Yeah, you and Ziad. Those were the those were the two I always wanted Thank to do. Thank you so much, Sean. I mean, you're very consistent with the podcast. You've mm-hmm. been doing it non-stop for four years, I guess. <laughs> مش معقول يعني انه كيف هذا بجيب جاس عرفت؟ انا كنت اتكس فور ييرز انا كنت خبل براسي انه مين بدنا نجيب هلا؟ مين بده يرد علينا؟ اي نو اتس نوت ايزي تو كيب تو كيب ات جوينغ يعني سبيشلي انه ايفينشولي ما بقعد في جاس يعني ول ذس از ات يمكن مشان هيك بتشوف قديش عن جد بعرف البودكاست تبعي مشان هيك صرنا شايفين رواد طه مرتين ونجت عون صليبه كمان توايس ومين كمان؟ The reruns let's see بس 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 انه they always have something new to say لانه اسم الله البوليتكس بلبنان يعني it's ever changing يعني انا in terms of movies كمان it's changing بس انه next time يمكن بنقعد نحكي شوي in depth اكثر عن ال عن الافلام شي فيلم مثلا انا بحبه كثير يعني بس هلا it's a broad two hours broad two hours of discussion what i discovered is that the story that we both love uh west beirut uh if you just let it keep expanding you end up trying to unlayer the whole country's journey and exactly. you can have thousands of episodes yeah uh, but over time when there were protests on the street i had a co-host we did two episodes per day in the middle of Sabatash Tashin, we were doing two episodes back to back. She was living in Martyr's Square with a microphone. So every day she would just have a, a new episode coming out uh, when the elections were happening. And to me, that was the journey of October 17, reaching its political destination every day, episode, episode, episode. Uh, but I do prefer once a week because, yeah, you need to let these stories sit a bit. And you don't want too many reruns too. That's But fine. It's fine. Eventually, reruns. I wouldn't call them reruns. Yeah. Just you know, same guest, different uh, maybe stories. Yes, same guest, different story. But this one is a unique guest with his own story. So it's an honor for me. Thank you, Ronnie. Thank you, Thank sir. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening and watching, and a friendly reminder to support this podcast by contributing through Patreon or PayPal. All links are in the details box. Until next time, I'm Rani Shatah, and this is the Beirut Banyan.